and the masters of the universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! became the mighty battle cat and I became He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Everybody. Welcome to episode 42 of the Geek Generation. I am joined by not just one, but two co-hosts this week, as Brian Lipsitz is back and in studio with us for the first time. Hey, Brian. <laughs> Mike's already clapping in the background. Mike Volpe's here, too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, I gotta clap. So, Mike Volpe's back from last week. Brian's here uh, from a one-week hiatus. Yes. And we have a busy, busy show because we have a lot of things to cover today. We do have some new big changes to the show to announce first off, though, and that's going to be a bit of a format change. I don't know how well this is going to work out in the long run, but we figured we'd give it a shot. Part of the problem with the uh, just preparation for the show every week is that there's a lot of preparation that goes into the news, and it's very timely, and it has to be done every single week. So we're actually going to start pulling the news outside of the regular episode and doing those as their own episodes. So we'll be from now on alternating back and forth between our regular shows where we do our geek outs and freak outs and play our games and do our spoiler room segments and all that stuff and our web finds and whatever crazy other things we come up with. And then the following week will be an entirely news show with two weeks of news packed into it. So we're going to alternate back and forth like that for a while. I think it's going to end up really well. I don't know uh, what the fans' reaction to it will be, but I guess we'll see in a few weeks after we try this experiment out for a little while. Um, Aside from that, we have a new voicemail system on the show. People had been asking for a while to be able to call in instead of just emailing to give their feedback. And we do have a voicemail set up. People can call into the show and get forwarded right to a voicemail system. So you don't even have to talk to me or anything or waste your time talking to human beings. You can just talk to a machine, and that's what we all really want to do anyway. So if you do have any uh, questions or comments, you can call 508-316-9787. Or if you want, there is a call me button on the sidebar of the site. If you put in your name and your number there, the site will actually call you and allow you to leave a voicemail that way. And Brian, you tested that out, I right? Did, I did test that out. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. It is kind of weird <laughs> to get a call that, you, like, a beep, 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 and then a minute or so later yeah. it actually calls you and you I leave a like, voicemail. Okay, yeah. What did it say when I called you? It's just like... 
It's my voice. Yeah, it's yeah. just saying. So people do have to tolerate me it's, for it's, another it's second. It's a recording of him, but yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, so that's really cool. We actually have a couple of voicemails we're going to play later on the show that people left already, which is exciting. But one thing that I think we've been missing out on, like I always ask the poll questions and people respond when they feel like it, but we never just get any general questions. Like now, no one's ever like, Brian, how do you feel about this? Or Rob, how do you feel about this? Or Mike, I don't even know you yet. What? Tell me things about you. So I'd love to get just like general questions from people to have more of a listener mailbag, more or less. Yeah. Yeah, That'd be awesome. Definitely. So again, that number is 508-316-9787 if you want to call and leave a voicemail. And if you didn't hear it, you can always rewind because it is a podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the benefit there over radio. Uh, the last thing is the I Listen campaign that we started last week, which I think is going really well so far. I've gotten four tweets from people saying they listen, including one from Ireland, which was awesome. A guy yeah. saying that he, he loves to listen to us while he's running. I was super pumped about that. That's cool. And then... Five Facebook posts so far saying that people listen. And most of them are people I knew listened anyway, but it's really nice to hear them speak out because that's what we need. We need those people that are stepping up and doing things actively because that's what's going to make this show stronger and make it better for everybody in the long run. So, again, if you didn't hear that last week and for whatever reason, maybe this is the first week you're listening because it does happen. Um, right now, if you do listen and you haven't done it yet, if you're on Twitter and following at Geek Generation, tweet to me. I listen. That's all you need to tweet. And I think I retweeted like all the ones that actually did. So uh, you'll get some credit <laughs> anyway <laughs> if I see it. And ultimately I will. But make sure you put at Geek Generation in your tweets so that I can see it and just say I listen or whatever or else you want to say. If you're on the Facebook page, which if you don't know it is just Facebook.com slash The Geek Generation, you can go there and you can put I listen on the wall there too. So with all that stuff done. Uh, it's time to geek out. Yay! Brian? Oh, <laughs> put me on the spot. Yeah, I'm jumping uh, to you first. Um, my biggest geek out, obviously, of this week is the uh, new Captain America trailer. Which, yeah, uh, epic. Epic. Uh, as I posted on my Facebook, uh, the two minutes of that trailer was better than the entire Green Lantern movie. <laughs> <laughs> which we'll be discussing in the yes. spoiler room later on. I like uh, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it just it, you know it looks like such – it's definitely – it's my – movie i'm most looking forward to this summer i think it's gonna be kind of crazy and uh it's i'm gonna be in san diego when when it opens so hopefully they're gonna supposedly gonna do some sort of crazy thing at the show so i don't know but uh yeah the, i thought the trailer was really well done so yeah you're gonna be with the right crowd i mean if, yeah if exactly. you're going to see it with a bunch of comic-con yeah exactly. geeks, then that's so, awesome but yeah it just i don't know something about it, it just looks i think it's really cool that it's like a period piece and you know so awesome anything else um just the San Diego Comic Con is coming up in a little under a month actually now, which is kinda creepy. It's getting closer and closer. It seems like it was so far away. So yeah. um kinda a little bum that the movie studio some of the most of the movie studios aren't gonna, you know, be there, but it still should be a good time and Well they'll be there. Well they'll I, be there. The, the thing is they're just not going into Hall H this year. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I you know, that's true. They'll be there, but they're not doing any big sort of like panels. They'll do things at their booths, is what I've heard. Oh really? They're just not they're kinda of staying away from Hall H this year. Okay. That's the key. But they're gonna be there and they're still gonna be a presence. Alright, interesting. Yeah, they're just not doing the massive huge the ma- presentations yeah, yeah. inside the main yeah. hall. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. it. Should be should be crazy cool. So, so you're yeah. going to this? Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah Brian's going to be our on location rep <laughs> this year. <laughs> that San Diego Convention Center is huge. Is it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I heard, was there I last year. Yeah. Have you Place gone to New massive. York yet? Because I've heard San Diego is like four times the size <laughs> of New York. Been, I've been to the Boston Comic Con. Yeah. <laughs> that's as far as well, I've New gone. York feels like a sardine can every yeah. year. 
Oh, and, I can only imagine. Yeah, San Diego's going to be nuts. People say there's like that con flu you get afterwards. Yeah. Everyone, you're just like <laughs> cramped in together. Eventually, I'll get to San Diego someday. But New York, again, um, at least myself and one other person are definitely going. Nice. We might get a third in there working Sweet. on it. When is when is the New York one? Uh, that's in October. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we're going to be going to that, too. Always fun to represent out of New York. Um, any that, others? That was my geek outs for this okay. week. Mike. All right. Actually, one of them. I wasn't even ready for it. Happened on the way over here. Really? <laughs> I was in the car flipping through the Sirius satellite radio. That's crazy. All right. And I stumbled across George Carlin Radio. No kidding. Yeah. Seriously? And I'm sitting there going, wow, this is awesome. Because George Carlin was the first comedian that I guess I related to. A lot yeah. of the things he said, which probably offended a lot of people, but it made sense to me. And I was like, this guy just. He was more than a comedian when I listened to him. Like he, this is like a preacher. He's the guy's he amazing. Sense. He's a linguist. He has awesome, awesome social commentary. And in the vein of comedians, the guy came up with a new one-hour act every yeah. single year. Right. That is unheard of. HBO special after yeah. HBO special. Yeah, the guy's amazing. And that's what they were talking about. They had family on there, and then they were playing uh, clips from shows. They had interviews with him from the past. Yep. And it was great. I mean, that's what I listened to for the hour ride up here. Nice. That's it's so just, cool. And I don't know how long it's running. I hope this is something they're doing all week because he's got enough material that you can oh, yeah. run new stuff totally. constantly. But that was that was the first one. I was pretty blown away by that on the ride up. That's really Very cool. cool. Uh, the other one, uh, I had to uh, book my honeymoon this week. And... You know, I'm paying for the wedding, yep. which is not a big deal. I don't have a problem with that. But then I'm sitting there going, well, now i got to pay for a honeymoon, too. And I'm like, you know, the money issue going through your head constantly. Sure. i got to pay for this, pay for that. So she wants to do Disney. I know you're not a big fan of Disney. Why am I not a fan of I Disney? I thought you didn't like it. You made a comment last week or something about <laughs> Disney. I thought you didn't like Disney. I love Disney. Do you? <laughs> yeah. For some reason in my head, I thought that you were like, Rob admitted is it the Disney. movies? Is it the No, I love Disney movies. Hmm. He's holding it he must, in. I can. Tell I that. think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I thought you just weren't a big fan of the concept of Disney. No, I love for it. For some reason, admit it, Rob. You hate the theme parks. You hate. You hate everything. <laughs> no, no. Well, then, then I like it. Be ex- I think like that's really time. cool. I booked. I had to book the trip. Five days in the park. Yep. Six hotel nights. So I went to Disney's website to do it, and we were looking at uh, a pretty pretty expensive trip. And she kept telling me, "Go to AAA." Book it through AAA. And I'm sitting there going, how could it be tri- uh, cheaper through AAA? There's Everything's be- cheaper through AAA. Well, I'm thinking <laughs> there's got to be a fee so that they could pay, you know. Well, their, no, your fee people. is your, your AAA membership every year. Is that what it is? Well, yeah, that's what you pay to get all these discounts. Thinking, I get all my movie tickets through AAA. Uh, in my mind, I was thinking, though. The ones that aren't the, counterfeit, by the way. There might be, right. I know. Well, <laughs> that's another whole We'll tell that story after. We'll tell that story after, yeah. I was like, who gave Anyway, I booked the trip through AAA. Yeah. Over $600 cheaper. Now, that's upgrading the room, adding a rental car to get from Disney to the next spot we're going to, which is going to probably be in Tampa. We're going to stay right on the beach for a few days. Yep. So we added a rental car for three days. Wow. Upgraded the room, got a, a, a bigger room with a king bed, and it's still over $600 cheaper than wow. booking directly through that's Disney. That's awesome. So I was really excited about that. That's awesome. So, so AAA the, members. AAA <laughs> members out plug, there. Plug. And if you're not a AAA member, become one. They're not a sponsor, of, but they should be. Yes. Right. <laughs> Hopefully after this thing. Yes. They'll we'll send a copy to their headquarters. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was really excited about that. Because yeah. that's $600 now back in my pocket. That's awesome. 
So and you can spend all that on mouse ears. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, I know the little uh, hat yep. with the ears. She wants the veil. I'm like, oh, what about the goofy so hat? Stupid. The- they have mouse ear veil. Yeah. yeah. For the, when if you're on your honeymoon or if you got married there, yeah. I don't know if they give them to you. I hope they do. You shouldn't have to pay for this. No, they, they, you they, see they, people walk around with the little uh, the mouse ears with like the top hat for the male. No yeah. kidding. And then or for the groom. And then <laughs> the, the, I think they're white. I'll laugh the at you so much if you have, have to wear little, the top hat with yeah, the ears. I know. They'll you should wear pictures. the mask with it too. <laughs> I see a white mask with the top hat and mouse ears. <laughs> It'll look awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. I won't get uh, arrested in the park quickly. No. Why is this guy walking around a leather mask? pedophile right. i know oh god we don't need that no but the uh the the counterfeit thing you want to you want to sure. tell brian about that mike yeah, I, I know I, about it already because I, I was with him when we encountered this we went to the movies what, two weeks ago yeah what did we say um yeah well we just saw green lantern the other day yeah. the week before that we went to see apparently it didn't i don't <laughs> yeah, remember apparently whatever what, it was, what did we see was it x-men it i go to no, the movies too much Super, I don't know. We went to see eight? something. Super 8. Super 8. That's Super 8. Was. And we love that movie. You know, so best movie of the year. Yeah, but yeah, yeah you, you got to remember, remember, remember that you start now. <laughs> so I, I got movie passes from a friend of mine, a, a guy that I train. Mm-hmm. He had a bunch of them. He goes, here's you know some extra movie passes because I don't go to the movies often enough. So I take them. They looked real to me. Like I could not. I'm like, oh, cool. They look just like the regular, you know, rectangular yep. movie passes, the showcase ones. Well, yeah. You wouldn't have thought twice about it because nope. you weren't looking for anything. No. Yeah. We get there. Rob pays. I go up next. They were in my car. So I go up. I give them the movie pass. The girl's looking at it. And she's like, uh, hold on one minute. Walks b- back behind the desk, opens up the door. This really tall, relatively intimidating guy comes out. And he goes, <laughs> where'd you get them? I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, these are fake. I'm like, well, that's news to me. So Apparently he- they were having an issue. Like, this yeah. is not just a first time occurrence. Really? They've, they've been having issues with counterfeit right. AAA tickets. So now Rob's standing right next to me. The graphic, trying not the to graphic, laugh. Yeah, trying oh, yeah. not to laugh. But he's the graphic you know, designer over here, the yeah. artist, who could probably make anything on the computer. <laughs> so, and this is how probably <laughs> dumb these people are, the work in there. I said to him, how do you know it's fake? And he explains to me step by step what was fake on the ticket. They told us the three major things that they looked Look for. for. So they seriously took <laughs> Yeah, they told right. us the three major things that they looked well, for. Man. So I could have taken one of those counterfeit tickets. And ma- and made a Brilliant. new one, and then just changed the three things that they were looking for. I'm not going to say I'm here, obviously, right. but... Uh. <laughs> and it, it, it turns out the, the guy who gave them to me, I talked to him, because I train him a yeah. few times every week. Yeah. And I talked to him about it the next time I saw him. And he ran into a problem as well. Hmm. Oh, he, he did? He took the whole family to the movies, Uh-oh. and they ended up calling the cops on him. Wow. And the cops took from him every pass he had. You know, and he gave them the lead. Listen, this right. is who gave them yeah. to me. So they're they're looking for him. So if you have a movie pass in your car and you want to look at it, you want to look at the side where uh, in the in the print it lists off all the different theaters it's good at. Yeah. If showcase is not the S in showcase is not capitalized, you probably have a counterfeit one. Yeah, that is one of the, that three, was one things. Of the three things. That, so so you, if you even have that, then it's amazing that you you couldn't tell. I mean, yeah. these yeah. things looked identical. I had yeah. no idea, and you know, I'm caught off guard. I'm a little embarrassed. Yeah, because exactly. Why I you, know yeah. in their mind they're thinking at least you had cash on you to buy a right. movie ticket. But, you know, I'm a little embarrassed. Thank God that it wasn't packed. This wasn't right. 7 yeah. o'clock at night because there would have been a huge line of people. Yeah. yeah. But I know in their mind they're thinking this kid probably went and yeah. made him, you know, and I don't cause too much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so. And they didn't ask me my profession, so I didn't have to say. Uh, <laughs> I'm a girl. <laughs> but they're going around, so they're looking for these things. Yeah. Mm. So it was, that was pretty crazy. It was. I was out of nowhere. That is, that is very crazy. Yeah. 
I've never actually ever heard of anyone with counterfeit movie tickets. I, I know, mean, right? Who's going to go honestly, through the effort? I, I know. They're so much cheaper anyway. I know. It's, it's not like you're – it's like huge – like you know, obviously for sports events stuff, it's a huge – but like for like $10, really, are you going to like bother yeah. going through that, that process? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, some people do. Yeah. Um, any other geek outs, Mike? No, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Um, all right. Well, I have two this week. The first one is uh, Lytro Camera. Ever heard of one? Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> this is fairly new, and I, I was pumped about it because I've been getting even more into photography lately since I've been teaching it at uh, the high school. And um, I will read something here just so to simplify instead of going through it all. Uh, Lytro, a Silicon Valley startup, has produced a camera that lets you focus a picture after you take it over and over again. The camera relies on innovative new technologies that use light fields to create photographs that are manipulable post-shot. A light field is the amount of light traveling in every direction through every point in space. It's all the light rays in a scene using a light field sensor instead of a typical one. The Lytro camera can capture the color, intensity, and vector direction of the rays of light. That means that users can refocus and relight a picture after it's been taken, using the light information gathered, changing the focal point of the image from foreground to background, and more. Imagine a photo where you've accidentally blurred out the people and instead highlighted a a row of flowers behind their heads. With Lytro, you can fix your mistakes days later with the click of a button. Lytro calls the new pictures living photos and uses Flash software to let users click around and adjust the picture to their satisfaction. And these will be available as soon as later this year. This is amazing when it comes to photo technology because, like, like it says, people screw up all the time with what they focus on. Mm-hmm. You can, and there's a demo on the site if you want to check it out. I'll link to it in the show notes. But you can literally click on a different part of the picture. Like you would have your um, – if you were taking – let's say you're taking a picture with your iPhone or your iPod. You can click and have it focus on any area in the picture. With this camera, you can take the initial picture and you can do all that after. So you could have multiple versions of the same picture where the focal point or what you focus on is different. That's insane. That is crazy. It's insane technology. And it actually will allow you to take three-dimensional pictures if you want to. Because it is capturing things in a a whole depth of field, not just a flat image. Interesting. So that is insane. We're eliminating human error. (laughs) We are. Pretty much. Really. Yeah. Like you can, it, the, the skill it, of awesome. taking the photo, like, yes, you'll still have to build an interesting composition mm-hmm. and there are elements there, but the, the work of a photographer that's done with the camera and the initial picture is going to get reduced. And now you'll be able to do all this stuff post, which is crazy, but it's yeah. so cool. It's such an amazing technology. They list I think a, a approximate price. Uh, no, they said it will be anywhere from $10 to $10,000. I bet it's going to be ten dollars. Yeah, Yeah. I'm definitely thinking it's. And that's basically they have no clue right now. But this is not being developed necessarily for professionals. This is for the consumer market. So it is. It'll need to be something affordable to the consumer market if people are going to buy these. Not going to. Yeah. And I think it's going to be really, really popular. If it works well, this is an amazing technology. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, my second geek out here is one that I, I, I could have told you about earlier or last night, Brian, but I specifically didn't. I think you're going to particularly geek out uh-huh. over this. We know I'm the king of Twitter. <laughs> we know this. We sure. mentioned it on the show before. Um, I seem to get all these ins with Twitter that I don't even know why I deserve them. But uh, I'm so far behind on listening to the Nerdist podcast because I am so focused on Howard Stern and he has so many hours a day and I've been so busy lately that I really just haven't gotten around to it but I'm actually caught up on Howard I'm ahead I've been catching up on my Nerdist podcasts and I was listening to 
the episode with Nathan Fillion. Yeah. And this is where I think it gets exciting for you. Um, at one point, Hardwick had tweeted out that, does anyone have any questions for Nathan Fillion? And I must have tweeted him. This was back in February when this podcast aired. So I didn't even remember. So I'm listening to the show. And he's like, oh, here's a question from uh, at the Night Angel. And I'm like, wait, what? Wait, that's me. That's me. Yeah. I don't. So I'm listening to this months later, totally forgetting that I even tweeted it. I didn't realize he was asking because he was actually with Nathan Fillion that at bad. the time. On the show, they're with their phones. Like, he was sitting with him, and basically this is what came out of it. How do you feel about the Uncharted movie casting, says the at, at the Night Angel? You, you know, I, I would love to have an Indiana Jones for, for me. Mm-hmm. I, that's one of my you know heroes, greatest heroes yeah. of all time. Uh, you can't fault a man for working with somebody he's A, worked with before. Mm-hmm. Uh, B, Mark Wahlberg, I think, I think that's a talented guy. Yeah. I think he does great work, that guy. Um and he's a, he's a major, huge international star, mm-hmm. uh, which I am not. I'm not. I will be. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know who I plan to be? The Philian <laughs> army is growing. So, uh, you know, sure, I would have loved it, but I, I can't fault anybody for any of the choices they make. Come on, you're going to make a movie, make it the way you want to make it, and have a great time. Yeah! <laughs> All right. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> So if you know if I was actually caught up on the Nerdist podcast, we could have played that in a timely fashion when we were actually talking about the Uncharted yeah. movie. And well, since like Mark Wahlberg has say, potentially been dropped from yeah. me because David O. Russell's left the picture, but um, I asked it because it was something we were talking Relevant, about on the show, yeah. and I wanted a response. Damn! Whoops! <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was Very really cool because cool I was unexpectedly uh, just listening as I always do, and I heard my name. <laughs> Holy crap! So that That's was awesome. Cool. Yeah, I was geeking out big time about that. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, so geek out's over, but now... Oh, freak out! Brian. Here we go. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> my first two are wrestling-related, so we'll go your <laughs> okay. horses. Uh, first of all, uh, I read earlier this week that Matt Hardy has been suspended and sent home by TNA, or I'm sorry, Impact Wrestling. Um, Let's call it TNA. (laughs) (laughs) They're trying to rebrand themselves. They're not allowed to. I'm going to claim copyright infringement. So basically, once another Hardy brother is a fuck up, basically, I guess he was showing up late to the events. He uh, posted a video of himself and his brother Jeff tasering his girlfriend with a taser until she fell to the ground. Tasering Matt's girlfriend? Yeah. Reby? Yeah, Reby Sky or whatever. Her Reba name or Reby. Reba. It's Reby, right? Yeah, yeah like Reby that. Sky. Uh, former Playboy playmate, I guess. Or something. She was on. She was a uh, Miss Howard TV at one point. Oh, That's was how she? I know her. Yeah. Okay. How the hell but, did he get her? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Matt Hardy has need to learn to like stay away from the internet and all sorts. Of, he, every single time that look guy, at the girls he's dated, though. I think he needs to stay away from his brother. Good for well, him. Yeah, but I mean, and I saw the video. Jeff looks completely trashed out of his mind. He's tasering her, and she's like screaming. And I'm like, what in the hell? And so I guess, you know, a bunch of people got wind of it, and so they sent him home. So now him and Jeff are getting paid to stay at home and probably do drugs together. And How do I get a job with Impact Wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> and probably, yeah, get him paid. So I just think, uh, I always thought, you know, Matt at least was the smarter brother, at least, or the... 
you know, one that had a level head in his shoulders, but apparently not. And yeah. he's now tweeting, uh, you know, oh, don't read, don't believe it, read on the internet, you know, uh, my fans are still my fans, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, like, oh, no, I stopped following him a long he's time so ago. He's so annoying. He needs to, like, step away from the Twitter and, like, get back to, like, real life because he, he's in his mind, he thinks he's, like, the big, he's, he's going to be a mid card no where he goes, no, no matter where he goes. Yeah. But, uh, that's my rant to Matt Hardy. But, um, my second thing is uh, CM Punk is leaving WWE as far as we know. Hope maybe July seventeenth. July, July seventeenth. Yeah. Which on uh, Raw he, which made me wonder because there's been rumors that he wasn't going to resign, and then on Raw on Monday they said he cut a promo saying I'm leave my contracts up and I've decided not to renew it and I'm leaving July seventeenth and he's fighting John Cena for the world title that night and now he's saying he's going to leave with the belt. And he's been writing some really weird things on Twitter to the point where he wrote the exact same things that he wrote on his live journal back in Yeah, I saw that. I don't think that's accidental either. No, it's not. No. Exact, exact same wording he wrote in 2006 on live journal when he was leaving Ring of Honor. So I don't know if this whole thing has turned into a work now or what, but it's it saddens me if he is leaving because he's one of my – him and Christian are my only two reasons that I keep watching the show, watching yeah. WWE at this point. So it's going to bum me out, but it actually is kind of a cool hook to make me want to actually watch Money in the Bank, which I really don't – haven't watched any of the pay-per-views since WrestleMania. So, Well, we know there's no way Punk's going to win with the belt. If he's not leaving, if it's completely storyline, he could. Yeah. But I think the, the most likely thing is, yeah, he's going to job to Cena and – on his way out. and But again, he, I guess he's just burnt out, he said. I think it's WWE's last possible card they could play. Like, we've been having you lose and lose and lose. How about we give you the belt? Will that help you stick I around? Think, I think, no, that's that's pretty much what people are thinking. Yeah. So, uh, I think it could go either way. But, yeah, it's going to suck if he leaves. Because I know it's, it's going to be like a Jericho thing. He's not going to ever... He, I mean, he's not going to go to TNA, and I don't think he's going to go to Ring of Honor because they can't. I think he's just burnt out. But it sucks because he's he's like the best guy right there, like as heel right now. And absolutely. And the thing is, I guess he feels that he's not being appreciated, and, and he's not. So yeah, he's oh, you know, his honesty. He, he doesn't care what he says. He's, I love every his second. His Twitter of it. is hilarious. If you guys want to see a funny Twitter, follow at CM Punk because he is hilarious. He really is. He just rips into anyone who tweets him, and he just he like, sees dumb dumb. Yeah, he just is like. <laughs> It's hilarious. Every time him. someone tweets something stupid, he retweets it and just writes feces, dumb, dumb. I love it. <laughs> so great. And just like bitches about people trying to get pictures with him. And so he's just like, it's hilarious. Yeah, he's, he's just, awesome. He's such a heel. He, he really is. But uh, yeah, that, those are my two uh, wrestling freakouts. Um, my third freakout is uh, the future of DC Warner Brothers. We're going to get into this more in the spoiler room. But Green Lantern has fallen 72% this yeah. week, which is an abomination uh, for a $300 million budgeted movie mm-hmm. to only gross now, I think they're project- projecting with this weekend, it will be $91 million overall, which is terrible. And yeah. uh, it's just, uh, I can't. And now they're saying they're not making sequels. They have no faith in anything except Superman and Batman now. So don't look forward They've to it. They said other- they're not making sequels. Yeah. They, they're, well, they're not going to make sequels with it. this. They put way too much, more like, much like Superman Returns. They put too much money in the budget and they didn't get enough returns. So, yeah. yeah, it's not happening. Well, like Mike and I were talking about the other day, we went and saw it again. And I don't think most of their money is going to come in from the box office, but this is going to be a merchandising giant. 
it really know. is. Like we were just looking around and seeing yeah. the kids with the yeah. Green Lantern stuff. Yeah. And it's appealing to the kids big time. Plus, look at all the action figures you can make of all the different lanterns and it's highly marketable. It's true. I just don't I just think they were looking at this this was their big, you know, franchise shot and now it's proven that again they can't manage to do anything right except Batman and let's be honest, Superman hasn't been profitable in thirty years. They haven't made a profitable Superman movie. So yeah. I don't know. I just think it's Sad. I just can't believe it. I mean, bad word of mouth. That that's that's a big drop for a summer. It is. It's a, it's it's a bomb at this point. It is. Even though it's not, you know, technically a bomb. It's a it's a bomb. So true. Um, my final freak out is uh, there's rumors in DC now that uh, you know how they're rebooting all of the comics in September. There's rumors. Really? <laughs> the ru- there's rumors that already there's going to be delays in October that some of the artists can't keep up with the schedule already. So there may be either artist change or schedule changes. So you're going to get a bunch of people hooked in September, and the next month there's going to be no book. See, how is that possible? Because I heard before they were even like going to attempt this I, I reboot, know. they were going to get three they, issues in the bag. That's what they were saying, and now there's rumors that there's a certain artist, they won't name who, but I'm assuming – it's going to be some of the high-profile guys that can't meet deadlines ever. They're saying they didn't give them enough lead time. And, you know, the whole point of Flashpoint was to give them a lead lead time. Right. And it, now it looks like they can't even reach that. So if that happens, then that, ex- that experiment's going to go down the drain. Because yeah. people are going to be like, so I'm coming back to the comic shop next month and there's no next issue? Like, it's These are be- all rumors, though. Oh, yeah. So. This is not confirmed. Right. But yeah. It, it, it's, uh, I just think that's if, that, if it's true, that's terrible. For that's them, crazy. So. That's all my freakouts. <laughs> all right, Mike. All right, I'm up. All right, first one's also wrestling related. <laughs> Look at us just trashing wrestling. Uh, I don't want to trash. Wrestling, I don't either. Though. You know, I really. Well, no, don't. it's heartbreaking too. The it fact is. that I can't watch anymore because it's so bad. It really is. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know why. What happened? I don't know what they're doing, but this might be a good example of it. I know what happened. It was the whole friggin' PG movement. Nah, it, it, that, TV PG. They don't even, they're pushing the envelope more now, and it still sucks. They're, yeah. they're just, they did their Power to the People yes. episode last Monday night. Oh, God. <laughs> which was similar to the... What was it, cyber, I get all my news through Twitter. I know Kelly cyber, Kelly. Yeah. Cyber Sunday. Cyber Sunday, yeah. when you could vote online for the matches. Which is probably all rigged anyway. It, everything in wrestling yeah, is rigged. It, yeah, yeah. But... We know that. <laughs> but, you know, don't do stuff like this because it makes me angry. Yeah. You know, they would – Monday night they showed up a matchup and they said you can vote on it. And the only way to vote was to send a text right. to a certain number. And cost money. Yeah. yeah. So it cost somebody money. Yeah. I'll vote like this. Oh, that didn't work. I was going to belch. I thought I had one. Uh, Damn it. Uh, Epic wah, fail. Wah, fail. Uh, I'm going to retreat to my corner. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Everybody just laugh at Rob. <laughs> So how you know, they, they do this voting, they come back from the commercial break, and then the match would take place. And they would show the percentages of who voted for what. The results alone showed that this was rigged because people – you throw – this is just an example. John Cena has going to have a match, yep. and then you give people three options – and of course, the bad guy is the guy that's chosen. Well, of course, the bad guy because the writers did it. Right? Don't do stuff like this. Don't tell people that they have the power to make matches and choose stipulations if they don't. Because, yeah. like you said, it's costing people money. Yeah. And it just looks stupid. It was from the moment the show started abundantly clear that this was completely rigged from yeah. beginning. To end, just like raw roulette. Do I don't know how many times they shoot the raw roulette segment so that it lands on the person. Seriously, they're doing, doing the wheel. <laughs> they're doing it. Yeah, well, they're doing it this Monday. Yeah, yeah. Or, they? or, yeah. or when this airs tonight, God. they're doing it. So, yeah, uh, yeah. If, why don't if you're gonna do it, 
let's just do it. They're professionals. They're in WWE because supposedly they it's have the, the talent. Yeah. They have the ability. These guys are taught how to put stuff together. Right. So let it happen. Let people actually choose. And then you have the three guys backstage. Vince goes, you won. CM Punk get out there. And yeah. CM Punk they and just John micromanage Cena, too much. They That's do. the problem. Yeah. They do. But let these guys go out there and have to put something together on the fly. I think it would actually make really interesting television. It would. I mean, I don't want to interrupt. But I, uh, I mean, let's be honest. If the fans really had a choice, I mean – the internet fans or the or, you know the the wrestling the, there's certain people that they would want I mean if they gave like the choice to anyone people like CM Punk people like Zack Ryder who people love who's not being pushed you know people like that would show up on there instead the, you know like you said they pick who they want to be on the the choices so yeah. it's it's so and what happened I don't know you know what happened is actually I don't know how it, it is rigged to a certain extent but apparently they their their text messaging thing. For the, for, for the first one was Kelly Kelly, who won, and then it screwed up because the next one they did was like, who do you want Evan Bourne to fight? It was like uh, Sin Cara, yeah. um, the Batista 2.0 guy, and <laughs> some other guy. And all of a sudden, Batista 2.0 won by like 90%, and everyone yeah. was like, what? So I've come to find out. WWE post thing on their website the next day. We regret to inform everyone that we had an error in our our calculations. Oh, and God. Sin Cara was supposed to win by 90%. So this week we're going to make it up. So basically, they didn't even know how to manage their own... They have no idea what no, they're doing no, anymore. No, no. no idea. It's just sad. Yeah. And don't tell people they have the power to do something no. when they don't. No. Yeah. You know? It is sad. Uh, next freak out. Uh, wrestling related again. Oh, poor, <laughs> poor WWE. Anyway. Poor audience. <laughs> Oh, poor audience. We're beating audience. them over the head right. with our if you WWE don't like talk. If you don't like wrestling, yeah, you're well. The description, I told you this yesterday. It made me laugh. Yeah. Things are, oh, are yeah. not good when your description for your upcoming wrestling show. On the Comcast. Right. Cable uh, when you like click, description, yeah. Yeah, you click on info. You would think you're going to see the names of some wrestlers. Maybe a match or two might be listed. Or Randy Orton gets in an epic battle with right. John Cena's <laughs> butthole and... Here was the description for this past week's Friday Night SmackDown. Michael Cole, Josh Matthews, Matt Stryker. Josh who? <laughs> Those three, if you don't know, are the color commentary people. They sit behind the table yeah. and comment, just yeah. do commentary work. Who cares? Why would you? Why? What are you thinking <laughs> that you're going to put their names? Why wouldn't you put Sin Cara or Randy Orton or Christian? Yeah. Why would you list the announcers? You put it the people that are recognizable or even list like one match. What's the main event going to be? And it's, it's a exactly. taped show, too. So they it's should tape show. They should exactly right. know what's just, going on. It made me laugh when I saw that. I said, wow, really? And so I recorded it and fast forwarded through the entire thing. There was not one point where I actually stopped and hit play. Yeah. I just fast forwarded through the entire two hour show. And my last freak out is kind of awkward. Uh, I don't know if everybody's been seeing the, the new Taco Bell commercials running. I don't just, see commercials ever. I don't know. watch conventional I television. The I ones with, there's the guy standing in the kitchen just talking. It just it really grinds my gears. <laughs> <laughs> this guy just aggravates me because he sounds like he's got a mouthful of spit when he talks. He's an actor. I've seen him in other things. Yeah. He just sounds stupid. And it just... it. I don't know why, but I actually have to stop. It makes me so angry that I want to watch the commercial. So maybe it's working. Maybe they're doing something right here. Well, you remember the product, so that's, all, that's the product. all they care so about. It worked, but oh my God. If anybody out there knows what I'm talking about, this guy's just aggravating. His head is like two times too big for his body. 
and he's just aggravating. He's got this smush nose. Like he looks like from the Brady Bunch when uh, what's her face took the football, the football to the face. Yeah. It's all smushed. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's a stupid freakout, but it's been aggravating me all week because it's constantly playing. There's no such thing as a stupid freakout. I brought up the most stupid, inane stuff yeah. that nobody should ever really bother them. <laughs> well, if this bothers me, and that's it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay, my turn, I guess. <laughs> I have three freakouts to make up for my none last week. First of which is, if we're talking about Green Lantern, not the movie, but the first teaser trailer for the animated series. Yes, it has Bruce Timm's art direction, but it's all CGI computer uh, animation. Do not want. Do not want. <laughs> no. Like, let's look at Superman the Animated Series, Batman, uh, Young Justice, which is awesome right now, Justice League. One of the reasons we love all those shows is because they're all in Bruce Timm's style, and they're all done in that amazing animation. Yeah. They're throwing that all out the window. And yes, it's still Bruce Timm's style, but it's as, as if they took his style and threw it into a 3D renderer and then got all these like computer animated character models and it has taken away a huge portion of my excitement for well, don't it. you know rob 3d is the cool in thing now. <laughs> well i don't think it's actually 3d but yeah it's I, computer generated i'm shocked 3D. more because even though dc is not doing fantastically in the movies their animation department oh, has always, always been so so strong i can't imagine why they thought this was a good idea yeah they, like you said they've always They've always, Marvel may beat them in the movies, but they've always, you know, they're like you said, all this show. And if listed. anything, if anything, the cartoon would have been what redeemed the franchise for them. And it looks like that's not going to be so good either. So they're left with the comic books. Which I think they're just really marketing to the kids with Lantern. Like could be. really marketing to the kids. And I don't think it worked. I mean, no. it, may, it, it, it merchandising it may have, but that's not going to save the movie franchise. So. Yeah, there's not a lot of fan service here, which is disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second freakout is TwitVid, which is a service on Twitter that you can upload videos to and okay. share them. The reason I'm freaking out over it is because they put ads before every single one Yeah, and it's now. like, please wait 15 <laughs> seconds. And yeah. yeah I don't want to watch a 20-second ad before I watch a 10-second video yeah. clip. So yeah. if if I know there's going to be like that the clip is not that long, and sometimes you can tell beforehand like based on what the person said the video is of – I'll just close it and well, I won't even watch the, same the video. Thing with, it's the same thing with YouTube. With the, a lot of the official videos on their night, they have the advertisements yeah. before. So it's the same. It's the same. Although YouTube at least has usually longer content. True, true. But when the ad is longer than the actual video you're Con- watching, yeah, that's yeah. a major yeah. issue. That's a problem. So that just angers me. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I have to freak out over, and it's the reason I played the He Man intro at the beginning of the show, is because I was over at my brother's house the other day. And um, I was hanging out with my niece and nephew, who are hysterical and adorable. But we threw on some He-Man, because it's streaming on Netflix recently. <laughs> the show does not hold up at all. <laughs> no, at really? all. But there were some things that I particularly noticed. We watched the very first episode of He-Man, oh, yeah? just because. For one, there is no origin story. None whatsoever. He starts off with the sword, with the ability to turn into He-Man. You're like... What? <laughs> yeah, but as a kid, let's granted, not- he explains it in the intro. Yeah, so I was gonna say, as a kid, I I loved He Man when I was a kid. I did too. I loved it. So I mean, I don't think it, when you're a kid, I don't think you're looking like we're looking for that now. But I don't think kids are gonna be like, oh, there's no origin. They just want to see. The, True, but looking back, like, yeah. like no, I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 no origin story whatsoever. 
Um, the recycled animations is unbelievable. They just use the same unbelievable. stock animation. It was filmation, dude. They use the same. It's so funny yeah. though. The punch that he throws at the during the <laughs> title credits or the, the they intro. They use like six hundred times. Oh my god! Like I swear, there's a contractual thing where they have to use that. <laughs> it punch was all in rotoscoped animation where they would take like real people and just like use. Well, we started watching episode two, which introduces Faker. <laughs> And and they have the punch, but it's Faker doing it because he looks exactly the same as he man. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, the only thing that changes about Prince Adam is his voice between him being He-Man and, I mean, his clothes change. Yeah, well, no, he looks exactly the same. He has the right. same, like, build. But everything. his voice gets echoey and a little bit deeper. Have you ever seen the, the He-Man, the, the relaunch they did in 2002 on Cartoon Network? Yeah. They at least tried to fix a lot of these things. They, they did. did. They did an or- a fantastic origin. They did. They made sure that uh, Prince Adam looked completely scrawny and, and small. Yep, and, and then he transformed yeah. into something larger, so, which all makes sense. Yeah. It's just so funny yeah, to see. I, I understand. Like, nobody knows this guy's He-Man, even though he's wearing, like, a pink vest. <laughs> or, or, like, what? Like, a pink vest yeah, and, like, and like, light a white purple t- yeah. pants yeah. and a white long sleeve shirt. He's, like, jacked to he's the He's like, knot. I'm Prince Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally ripped right now. And, yet, and Battle Cat, it, Cringer just happens to be his pet and looks exactly like Battle Cat just without the helmet. I, it's so funny. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, there's no reason Skeletor should have a body and no face like he has totally fleshed out skin and a body and everything his skull's just like and then he's just a floating skull with like a hood um what the hell's orko (laughs) he's a floating sprite he has floating eyeballs i don't know (laughs) and i remember that because you were asking me the other day i was wearing the uh the appetite for eternia t-shirt which (laughs) if I have a t-shirt that I got oh, off T-Fury. It's yeah. so good. It's the Appetite for Destruction Guns N' Roses yeah. like album cover, but it's replaced by He-Man, <laughs> Orko, um, uh, Trapjaw, and Skeletor as all skulls. <laughs> so awesome. And I bought one for my brother, too. They were only available yeah. for like 24 hours That's on T-Fury. Awesome. I'm, they might be able to find them. I've seen a lot of T-Fury shirts on the original vendor sites out there. So people might be able to find it. And That's it says cool. Appetite for Eternia on the bottom. It's so freaking cool. But Orcos is no different, except it just doesn't have the eyeballs because they're all skulls. Yeah. So Skeletor's is almost the same. Trapjaws is a little different. He-Man's is a little different. Um, <laughs> and you just see Orcos and he just doesn't have the eyeballs. It's so funny. So it's just like, what the hell's Orco? Um, the only part that's still awesome is the transformation from Prince Adam to He-Man. I swear to God, it still gives me goosebumps. I when he's still, like, I have the power. It's I, so cool. I, that's what the part I used to freak out as a kid. Like I used mm-hmm. to like, run around the house. Oh my room. God, it's so awesome still. I still think the, the instrumental theme holds up the background theme. It does. That, that theme is a. Like, really it's just good. funny while he gets in the fighting seats. And it's like, uh, He-Man. And you can hear him going, He-Man. fighting scene. He-Man. And they just replay it the whole episode. Yeah. They knew it was good. Yeah. <laughs> and lastly, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it it totally freaked me out. The first eleven episodes from 1983 to 1984 are written by Paul Denis. Oh, I knew this. You know who else was on that? Who also wrote for that show? J. Michael Straczynski from Babylon Five and Amazing wrote Amazing Spider Man. It's just people. so funny. There's to a see. bunch of guys. Yeah, and Paul Denis wrote a ton of stuff like GI Joe yep. and like you know who was the animation uh, one of the animation directors on there? Bruce Tim. No kidding. If you look in the credits. Yeah, oh, my his first God. Job. Yeah, so it's funny how they all start It's out. so funny. Yeah. So, like, Paul Denis, the master <laughs> Batman, of, like, DC, DC animation anime, storytelling, yeah. wrote no origin story for no. He-Man <laughs> <laughs> at all. It was basically work for hire, I think, at that point. It was just so like, funny. Yeah. I was just, I was thrown. Like, I, I wouldn't have known who Paul Denis was back then, yeah. obviously. Oh, yeah, exactly. 
Well, I don't, no one paid attention to writers. I didn't know who I was back then. <laughs> All right, well, since you brought up He-Man, let's talk about the live-action movie. No, sure. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. funny because we talk about that occasionally. Yeah, the Star Wars ripoff. Also DVR'd. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not love that movie? I mean, it's got Courtney Cox in it in 1987. <laughs> oh, oh, man, man, I love to hate it. It's I watched so that bad. movie so many I, times I still, as a kid. I saw it in the theater, and I still thought they were making a sequel because at the end, Skeletor pops up. And he's yeah. like, I'll be back, and they never made a sequel. That is an example of a movie that's so bad it's good. It is. It's Masters can, of the Universe, if people haven't seen it. I can it, still watch, watch it. it. It's so classic. I mean, you got Dolph Lundgren. He never turns into Prince and He just runs around yeah. with the sword. <laughs> yep. He's, he's got, always like, a laser gun. And yeah. They took nothing of like they spent the entire movie on Earth. Every anytime they're on Eternity, it looks like some sort of just like giant set. It's just hilarious. It's so funny. The sorceress is like in it for two seconds. The Castle Grayskull showing for like two seconds. It's it's great. <laughs> oh man! All right, we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna be right back with the spoiler room discussion of Green Lantern. Hey, Amazon users! If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com/amazon which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hey, this is Chris Hardwick, and you're listening to The Geek Generation. In case for some reason you forgot the thing you were listening to, why would you do that? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yell. Mike was with me when we actually got yeah. that recorded. Yeah. Went to the Chris Hardwood show. With I'm me. just, I'm even more of a fan of his now. Yeah. Just the, the fact, I love when people take the time, when they recognize that you can't act like you're bigger than you are. Like they understand that if it wasn't for the fans, they wouldn't right. be where they are. I love when people like that take the time to do something. I mean, that's kind of a special thing. Took the time to do that. It is. Now, there were how many people For lined Everybody up? that wanted to be there took as yeah. much time with everybody yeah. as they wanted. It was so cool. It was great. But yeah. another thing I've, I've picked up on, the fact that I've been catching up on the Nerdist shows, is right now I'm on like February shows, and he's promoting uh, the show at the Wilbur Theater. That was in April. And one of the things that he mentioned, and I didn't realize this when we went, is that he's saying this is the biggest show that I have that like of my shows. This is the biggest show I've ever done, the biggest theater I've ever done my stand-up in and like that's why he was yeah. so thrilled that there was such a great turnout for it it was packed yeah it i was didn't packed. see any empty seats it was and great. he was he was visibly blown away by the show of support for people that wanted to see him so i feel like it was that much cooler that we were there yeah. for like his big show you know yeah i mean i i can't believe he's doing a show at, at the san Diego comic comic con live yeah. he's doing a live nerdist podcast there which cool. is awesome that's gonna be crazy and uh the the folks from howard 100 um geek time oh really they will be doing shows they'll have their own area and they will be doing shows from san Diego i know Comic-Con. kevin smith and uh jason Mewes are gonna be there as well so. yeah oh really and they're gonna be in new york as well actually oh, yeah i believe nice. yes kevin smith kevin smith and jason Mewes are oh, supposed cool. to be in new york yeah, because yeah. they got that whole smod casting that yep. they do now. Very, very cool. All right, so moving on. Um, as we normally do or do sometimes, uh, we're going to step into the spoiler room and start discussing Green Lantern. This is your warning. As soon as we pass through the doors that exist within your mind, uh, <laughs> once we pass through the doors <laughs> and go into the spoiler room, anything we say is fair game. You've been warned here. If you haven't seen Green Lantern and you plan on seeing it and you don't want things ruined for you, this is your time to turn off. And we're going to step in right now. Access granted. 
Welcome. So one of the things we did last week is we asked people specifically for this segment what they thought of Green Lantern as our poll question. And we did get a few voicemails and we did get an email. So I'll go through some of those right now, actually. And I don't think I loaded those into um, my soundboard, so I'll just play them right through here. Uh, the first one comes in from superfan Chris Tong. Hey, Rob and the Geek Generation. This is Chris Tong down in uh, Wichita, Kansas. Uh, I have not yet seen The Green Lantern. Yes, somebody shoot me, please. But uh, I'm hearing uh, a lot of mixed uh, reviews from friends. Uh, more likes than dislikes, though. So, uh, well, anyways, I'll probably be seeing it in the next week. So, uh, hope the show is going good. So, even though he didn't see it, he still left us a voicemail yeah. just giving the impression that he's getting. And it seems to be favorable from the people around him. And he's in Kansas? He's in Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's the first time uh, Superfan Chris Tong's voice has been heard on the show. Yeah. He's been writing in forever, but. Very cool. Yeah. Maybe in Kansas, it's a big hit. Maybe. You never know. Never, never know. know. Uh, the next one comes in from Mike Boyd. Yeah. Yeah, this is Boyd giving my thoughts <laughs> on the Green Lantern movie. Uh, completely and totally underwhelmed by everything about the movie, especially after reading 10 trades uh, from Rebirth up to Agent Orange that I've been reading since April in preparation for the movie. Um, don't think that it's going to have the legs at the box office to recoup the $200 million dollars. And it has further uh, confirmed my belief that DC and Warner suck, and Marvel is superior in every way in terms of movie-making, storytelling, and producing quality comic books. There's my rant. Play it if you want. Peace. I want. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's funny. Um, well, he had a good prediction about the he fact did. that it apparently doesn't have legs. No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, the last one we have, <laughs> Boyd's always entertaining. Yes. Uh, last one we have coming in as an email from Nick Hurd. He says, Green Lantern is one of my favorite heroes, but I felt as though the movie didn't do him justice. In my opinion, the constructs in the movie were weak and not very creative. Also, Ryan Reynolds played the part well, but I don't feel he was the correct choice. Also, Parallax to me looked very bad. On a, pers- uh, on a positive note, they kept very close to the true origin story, and the scene after the credits was a really nice surprise. Overall, I would give it a 7 out of 10. So those are the listener responses. So I'm going to ask you guys, what are your initial uh, initial overall, how much did you like it, or how much did it suck? Do uh, you want me to go first? Sure, why not? Um, I initially saw, I'm a big Green Lantern fan. I've been reading the, uh, you know, the whole, since Rebirth in 2004, when, you know, Jeff Johns took it over and re- brought back Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. And uh, really looking forward to it. The first trailer came out, and I was like, oh, God, this looks really bad. The second trailer, the WonderCon footage came out, and I was like, oh, this might, might be pretty damn good. Then I saw the movie. I, it just felt like an emptiness. Like, it felt like the characters were just there, and, like, there was just, like, no – there was no – it was, like, almost like a, an outline of, like, a movie, and it was just yeah. weird. And, uh, you know, they tried to throw in way too much stuff. They threw in, like – Parallax and you know all this stuff for the fanboys and the general audience is just like no clue, you know it, it, for something you know Marvel did with Thor which no one knew about they made sure it was grounded they made the Earth scenes very grounded yep. they they connected it to other other Marvel movie it just seemed very I don't know just not 
not connected to reality. And plus, the CGI just looked really, really fake. See, you think so? See, I thought it looked really, really like Star Wars, like, episode one. Like I thought it looked real good, like Tomar Ray and Kilowog. Like, I it didn't... took me out of it. I, I, I really? Thought, like, compared to Thor's CGI, I thought it was... No. No, I thought the CGI was really strong, ultimately. And I, I give Ron Reynolds credit. I liked his role. I liked him. He, he did a better job than I thought, but they didn't give him anything to work with, so it's not really his fault. But he just... I don't think he again was the correct choice, right? And we've been talking about yeah, that. Yeah, but for a he while. but he did a good. He didn't do the overtly comedy that I thought he was going to do. Yep, he kept it somewhat straight. Blake Lively was just there to look at and did nothing. She was like a cardboard. Yep. Sinestro was the best part of the movie. I thought Mark Strong totally. did a phenomenal job as Sinestro. Um, so when I first came out of the movie, I was like, I'll give it like a six out of ten. And then now the weeks that have gone by, I keep thinking of. It's not a good sign, but I keep thinking of the the things I didn't like, and it's not not the positives are not coming back, so mm. it keeps going down and down in my mind. So I I think it was a big misfire on their part, and uh, just just you know we talked about the, the scene after the credits that was the biggest geek out, and now to most likely there's not going to be a sequel. It seems sort of completely wasted at this right. point. Right. So and and Mike went into the movie not being a fan of yeah. Ryan Reynolds at yeah. all. So what was your initial impression? He did. He did okay. He wasn't as comedic as I thought he was going to yeah. be. Like, mm-hmm. I'm picturing him from, from the movie Waiting. Yeah. I'm going, <laughs> yeah. oh. Because this, most of his movies, that's the way he yeah. is. The only movie I could think of where he really wasn't like that was uh, Smoking Aces, where mm-hmm. he was a little more serious, and he was okay in that I don't movie. even remember him being in that. I just don't... I remember not liking Adventure, him. Oh. Adventureland, he was... He played it pretty True. straight, too. Did, I didn't see it. I'm yeah. just not a big fan of no, it. No, I try no, to I, avoid I, his I, movies. Yeah. Everyone's got their people like that. Yeah. Ben uh, Stiller's mine. <laughs> you don't like Ben Stiller? Oh, we'll him. get to that some other time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Overall, I went in not knowing much about the history of Green Lantern. I was asking you tons of questions. For oh, yeah. We had many half, yeah. conversational uh, things <laughs> about, going on yeah. afterwards. What Parallax actually is and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So going in with the perspective of not knowing much and just seeing it as a superhero movie... Yeah. Um, it wasn't the worst superhero movie. It certainly wasn't the best. I mean, one of the worst ones I've seen, I, I say Daredevil is probably like the worst. And then, you know, when you compare that to like Spider-Man. Well, you didn't see Jonah Hex. So. Yeah. Jonah <laughs> Hex is the worst single movie ever. Produ- or Catwoman. Either or. Ooh. Yeah, well, I would avoid that. Well, yeah, completely. Catwoman wasn't even about Catwoman. <laughs> no. <laughs> they just borrowed the name and that's it. Yeah. Right. And Catwoman's not black. No, you know, yeah. don't stop changing characters. <laughs> yeah. oh, it drives me nuts. Neither was the king, Kingpin, but yeah. right. at least Blake Lively was nice enough to say Carol Ferris is brunette. I'm going to dye my hair. Yeah, but yeah. she didn't really do anything in the movie. She was just like, I, I will say, I, I don't want to interrupt you. I, I That's just, fine. They did have a really good chemistry. I yeah, thought. they did. It, more so than like Natalie Portman and, and Chris Hemsworth, which I thought was not chemistry at all. Before, yeah. where they made it. See- but uh, the rumor is that again, rumors. We're dealing with the rumors, but the rumor is that. Uh, they, supposedly they hooked up on set, so maybe Blake Gate. Yeah, so maybe that could be why they have the chemistry. But yeah. no, they had a really good chemistry. I thought surprisingly, I didn't think they would. So that's all. Uh, I think the problem with this movie is that it's not going to be really remembered at all. No. With what's coming out from Marvel, yeah. with the fact that there's another Batman movie yeah. coming out, hopefully the next Superman movie yeah. is good. Mm-hmm. Green Lantern is just going to kind of. Fall and to the side. People are going to yeah. be like, "Oh yeah, that movie came out. What year did that come out? Yeah, it's going to be was in it. What? I don't even remember. I think. Yeah, it's yeah. The 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 computer, the CGI stuff. I thought was pretty well done, but there was just too much of it. There were points, especially at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. where I was like, 
wait a minute, is there? I, I thought I was watching like a CGI movie only. Yeah. I, right. Like when it was refreshing when actually Ryan Reynolds popped up on the screen. I was like, oh, good. There's actual people <laughs> in this movie now. Sure. It just felt like there was too much of it. Yeah. Which could be part of the problem why yeah. his, his acting may not have been as good as well, it yeah, could we have talked been. about the fact that he was yeah. in a room with green screens exactly. and he that, wasn't that's, that's the thing it's like, thing to yeah do. you're acting against like uh, a Tom Ray who looks like a bird and it's like yeah. uh, supposed to be a fish looks like a bird yeah. movie but yeah the the acting you know was a little dull the story was you know from my perspective a little flat it, yeah. it was just yeah. i agree it was the cut and paste the standard yeah. you know superhero movie they didn't do anything different no. they didn't no. try to do anything they different they tried where, to Batman, when they redid Batman, it was different. It was dark. It had that, especially after all the ones that were yeah, real bad. Way off. <laughs> right, right. You know, they didn't try to do anything different. And you can't even say Green Lantern was, like, drastically different than the comics. It was just the way they took the elements yeah, and put them just, together. Just done it, wrong. It, it almost seemed like they tried to be like, well, Iron Man was successful. No one knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Let's just kind of take that formula. And it just showed how much, you know, Iron Man was done correctly. And this yeah. so wasn't. Yeah. Just, like, completely... That's like, a great example. Yeah. Even we discussed it. Yes, I won't. I think you were probably going to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get into the it. The Superman references. Yeah. And there were two huge ones. Oh, I'll get there. I'll let you get there. All right. But were there really? I, I, to, to make oh, not yeah. necessarily references, I'll, I'll be more right. clear. Um, to keep some structure of the discussion, I put together a list of what worked and what yeah. didn't work, okay. at least from my opinion. Go for um, it. What worked. I love the line by the power of Grayskull. That was, that was so funny. great just to hear that <laughs> yeah, line that in the movie. Fun. That was, was funny. He was getting frustrated with yeah. the battery. Um, I like the special effects. I know you had an issue with them, Ryan. But I thought the suits were a lot more real than I initially expected them to be. Sure, they looked a little out of place at times. There was the scene when he was uh, just starting to fly. And you could see that noticeable transition when he's getting further away and closer uh, to like his real head coming on instead of the CGI. Like little things like that I caught and were upset by uh, Tomarei and uh, Kilowog and the other lanterns. I, I never really felt like they were animated. The world was so CGI that it was kind of, of a uh, seamless transition between them. Like if they were off Oa and on Earth, I think it would have been a lot more noticeable. But because they were in a CGI universe, I think it it's all funny though because flew, the together trailers better. make you think that oh there's gonna be all these space battles and all and then like they're in the movie for like three minutes yeah and that's it like kill I'm like that's it like they're not like no, like not even in the movie yeah um we've talked about Ryan Reynolds being not not the right cast necessarily yeah. uh, I've the only time I really felt like he was Hal Jordan was from the second encounter with Hector Hammond when he's in the wheelchair and everything he's got. Carol uh, with the needle by her yeah. neck and everything. From that point on, I felt like he was Hal. Up to that point, he didn't really feel like it to me. I thought one of the worst scenes in the movie was the whole racetrack, making the entire racetrack with the... They foreshadowed it, at least. I just thought it was like, okay, so instead of just like catching her, it was like, he, I mean, he's going to make a ginormous racetrack with a car. I'm like, really? Like, I think they may, it may, it was a little extravagant, yeah. but it made sense based on what was in his mind like recently. I just like, like, you know, the punks where he used, like, the fist, like, the generic, like, I was just seeing the old school, just, like, regular Green Lantern. They tried to go too out there, like, the Gatling gun and, like, the giant, like, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, Mark Strong, perfect cast for Sinestro. Agreed. Best Fantastic. part of the movie, I agree with you 100% Fantastic. there. Fantastic. He was absolutely perfect as Sinestro. And it's a, it's a waste, it's, it's a shame, because if they don't do the sequel now, you don't get to see the payoff. Right. So... Yeah. Right, and the after credit scene. I mean, we've we've said it a few times. He puts on the, the, the yellow ring, ring and, the, and, and his uh, his outfit turns into the Sinestro yeah. right. outfit. Which, again, I think almost would have been 
jumping too quickly. I mean, they didn't even show him starting to. I almost would have done that at the end of the next movie, like have Sinestro turning mm-hmm. evil. Like it almost seemed like, why are they doing this, throwing this in now? It was right. Kinda, it was definitely oh for the fanboys, and it's like again they tried with Parallax. They did too much in one movie. Yeah. Uh, the last on my what worked is I thought Blake Lively was actually better than I expected because we made comments about the initial <laughs> trailer where she's in that scene with was, the flight suit. And, yeah. This is important, Hal. <laughs> yeah. like, Let me they, take my pants off. And yeah. they, they put the worst line delivered by her in the trailer, and I thought that was a mistake. But she ultimately was better than I expected her to be, and frankly, twice as hot as I expected. <laughs> oh, I will, so. not, I will not deny that, <laughs> especially after those pictures. Yeah. <laughs> Blake Gate. Um, the things that didn't work for me, at least, uh, Martin Campbell as the director. Really? See, I, I think he's getting thrown under the bus for no reason. I mean, I think I- he deserves the bus being thrown at him. Really? Yeah. <laughs> because a lot of the, my issues with the movie were the way that the scenes shifted really jumpy. Yeah. They, you're right. There yeah. was a very, yeah, there, it wasn't, uh, smooth. It all. wasn't smooth. And it felt when, when they jumped, whenever you jump in a movie, it shouldn't feel like you jumped unless that was the intention. Like Scott Pilgrim had some very, but that was, that was, was the was point. Yeah. That's how the book is written yeah. too. And, um, in this one, it almost felt like they were cutting out like 15 minutes, of yeah. the, which I think is what happened. But. Right. And you, we were talking a little bit before the show that there were some things that maybe should have been in the movie yeah. that they cut. He's now saying that, you know, WB forced him to cut out a bunch of stuff the end battle, Sinestro, Tomorey, and Kilowag are supposed to come back and help Hal Jordan defeat Parallax. And WB ordered that cut out because they didn't want that. It was too much money. Um, there's a bunch of other little things they made him cut out. There was a flashback in the beginning of Hal, Carol, and Hector as kids, you know, adding more backstory. And they Which cut. would have made sense because when they Hector, yeah. Hector and, and Blake. And it's like, what? <laughs> right. And it's, it seems like there was a relationship there, but there there's, they don't there. clue you in enough to really – yeah. have that like you get no sense that hector is yeah. really made no jealous of how and, and i guess there was also a bunch of um scenes of him training with the ring the only one they kept in was the ones that you saw they cut out like eight yeah. minutes of that so i i don't know it's it you're you may be right it definitely it felt very, so maybe it wasn't his fault but but as the, the director yeah, he gets yeah. hit with the blame yeah. and that's what they're doing that's what right. they're already doing wb's like yeah it's his fault yeah yeah um I would have liked to see more time on Oa, and just like you said, yeah. more training. The constructs yeah, were interesting, just, yeah. a good start. I think it could have been further, because that was the most interesting part to me. The training and the, the constructs think, and the I battling it was and everything. a very big mistake, as much as I like to see, to put Parallax in the movie. I think it was, too. They need to save that for... and they, Oh, that was an, another thing that they changed. Originally, Parallax was in the th- a third act reveal. He wasn't going to come into like the third part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like they're, But again, opening it with... Uh, they, He's only been in the comics since 2004. I think yeah. it was a very... They should have just had Hector Hammond in the whole movie at the end do something with... Par- I don't know. It's yeah, just, he was too big a villain to and conquer Again, right it was away. like the Galactus from Fandom, like a giant smoke. It's just like... That's not what he looks like. I yeah. Know, it's just, yeah. It was odd. Um, they had an incredibly wasted opportunity with Sinestro and building up the whole friendship yeah, between him and Hal. there. Right. So now the fact, like, we've already seen him put on the yellow ring That's now. That's what I'm saying. It makes no sense. And he's turning villainous. And it, even though it's a cool scene to but watch it, visually. But it makes no sense. Right. Where's the motivation That's for why him they to should do that? Say, again, it's just like they... It seems like they made so many missteps that could easily just been like tweaked here. And yeah. they're just like... So, all right. Now, here's a question. Mike and I were talking about this, and yeah. I said I was going to ask you on the show because you're... Uh, yeah, more I, of the comics yeah. uh, encyclopedia than I am. I am not aware of why the yellow ring was created and why Sinestro has it. All right, in the comics, 
Parallax was uh, originally the Yellow Ring. Uh, when Sinestro was kicked out of the Vlanja Core, he went to a, pla- a different planet that was the antimatter universe, and he right. had a Yellow Ring made for him. Because yellow was the weakness of the Green Lanterns. So the Guardians had nothing to do no. with the creation and, of the Yellow Ring. And then in 2004, when they brought in Parallax, they changed it to, retconned it into yep. Parallax being the actual embodiment of fear and the weakness of the Green Lanterns. Which in the movie, they sort of just, just not... Right, they kind of played off like Parallax was actually the Guardian. Which made no sense. But I think they could still retcon that. In the movies, and yeah. say that Parallax was. If they really wanted to use him again, I think they it's could. A little do too, that. little too, little too late. I think. But yeah, yeah, it might be. <laughs> um, I, I, the last thing I want to say is, I thought yeah. the the final scene was kind of cheesy with him with the two planes pulling him. Uh, yeah, well, I, that didn't bother me. I didn't understand why he had to. Like, I understood the the, the symbolism of that, him yeah. dropping the harness and saying, "Okay, I'm just going to drop my safety and then punch you." But if he was just punching him, why did he have to drop the harness? It looked visually cool, but he didn't yeah. have to. I think it would have made more sense if he turned the planes around and said, okay, well, at this point, I realize I have to give my life to do this. And with no fear, yeah. I'm going to turn these planes around, go at Parallax, <clears> and then use my momentum to punch him towards the sun. And again, and that looks way more powerful because it was kind of a – it was that complaint we always have with superhero things, or at least I do, <laughs> is that it always ends up being a punch. Yeah. Even if it's like just – even if it's a super-powered like emerald punch, it's it's not enough to make something visually defeating. And I just think overall two, the two things, reasons why it didn't work is, is one, the whole thing with Hal Jordan in the comics is you really get the sense of he – is a man who had fear in his life because his father died mm-hmm. and he become once he becomes Green Lantern, he becomes, you know, he, ha- he becomes able to resist fear. There was just, it, they tried to do it in the movie, but they just didn't, they didn't even characterize it very well. They, there was just no characterization. If they tried it and it was very badly done. Like if you look at like, say Tony Stark's arc in Iron Man, completely differently, well done than, you know, Hal Jordan. There was no journey, I didn't feel. Like, I know before he was reckless, and now yeah. he... But it just didn't And I've feel- heard that the comparison with Tony Stark is that Tony Stark was a likable asshole. Yeah. Exactly. And, and Ryan like, Reynolds was a whiny It was just asshole. like, I didn't get it. I was like, <laughs> I, okay, so now he's all of a sudden, oh, the... the uh, and I think the main thing that ruined the movie for the audience is I think that first trailer really did... It did, it kill, hurt. It killed it. People saw that and were like, that looks terrible. And then no matter... You know what other trailers people had already made up their mind. Yeah. Because if you think about it, remember the first Iron Man show that came yeah, out? It was epic. I, I remember people in the movie theater had no idea who Iron Man were going, Ooh, that looks good. Yeah. And the first Green Lantern one, people were like, What the hell? So I it think it just wasn't up to a no. point where it was So I think that their trailer department right there screwed the screwed it up the marketing. Very too. well could have. So. The last thing uh in my what didn't work is what Mike hinted to. And for me, it felt too much like the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Which are great for what they are, but they're dated. I know we have some fans, like friends that are huge fans um, of the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, but they're dated a little bit. It's a dated story structure. Yeah. It holds up a little bit, but watching them now, it feels a little corny. The first two still yeah. hold up, but the third, no, yeah, yeah. And, and even those are a little corny, <laughs> yeah. like as yeah. far as the story structure. Yeah, I agree. I and agree. there was a lot of similarities between those and the Green Lantern movie. Like they haven't updated that story structure to things that make sense more like the current Marvel movies. Especially that balcony scene where he comes down and talks to Carol was directly out of like Superman coming down and talking to Lois. (laughs) And 
I was like, are you kidding me with this? When are when is DC and Warner Brothers going to get over the Christopher Reeve Superman movies no, and create original content? Christopher Nolan is the only one that's been able to break away from that. And let's be honest, what happens when he leaves the Batman franchise? Are you uh, they have nothing now that if the Superman movie fails and he leaves the Batman franchise? Yeah. They have nothing. They have nothing I mean, as much as yes, Marvel had their bombs, Ghost Rider, Daredevil. They've think of all the movies they've thrown out there, and you know they've got the structure now where you know pretty much have been successful. Right. They've and been Marvel, able to make up. They've had more wins than losses. Exactly. Right. DC's definitely got more losses than and wins. It seems like if they even go, uh, and they've now found they've now get conditioned that if they go beyond Superman or Batman, you know, with 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 anything, it fails. Right. So they're going to be like, oh, never mind. That's what they're. Like and they Marvel's, just don't know what to do. Yeah. Marvel's, to their credit, sure, they've had some stuff that's bombed, yeah. but they're trying. Yeah. They're throwing Outside out tons the box, of stuff. Yeah, they're not, yeah. They're not just doing X-Men, Spider-Man, X-Men, Spider-Man. They, I mean, they are, but they're they not. Are, but, but, yeah. You know what I mean? They, you know, Thor, Iron Man, you know, Captain America, these are, you know, they tried Daredevil, they tried Ghost Rider, they tried Hulk twice, they tried right. Punisher three times. And none of DC's <laughs> lesser right, but, franchises are working because no. they're not even trying. No. And I think it really boils down to as well is that the Marvel heroes, as Stanley created them in the '60s, they're just more of a you know grounded in reality, and people connect with them more. I think besides yeah. Batman, Batman right. is the exception. But everything and that's else, Batman has no powers. That, no, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. then I think everything else, people just don't connect. I don't think there was any connection with Green Lantern. No one felt like, oh, I can, I can agree with, I, I can sympathize with that. Like, I can sympathize with, uh, sympathize with the stunt pilot. Yeah, and, there was right. nothing. And I mean, in the comics, they do delve deeper. So it's, but even like a two-hour movie, it's just like right. Uh-huh. The part that would have really humanized him is the relationship with his father and, they, and they how they that impacted all, him. They cut all that out for like what ten seconds, of right? It? Yeah, and that's what causes his whole personality. Yeah, so that. That's the key right there that it wasn't covered enough. And we'll talk about this a little bit on the next Graphically Speaking, but they did that. Jeff Johns wrote that Secret Origin uh, graphic novel. I think if they had put that up on the screen, it would have been a much better because you actually get the Hal and Sinestro dynamic and you get Hal's personality more than, you know, this was just like. So, yeah, yeah, thumbs down for me. I mean, I give it a a five, six out of ten, but it wasn't anything I'm going to go, you know, that was. See, I was closer to the seven out of eight because while I can't say, and this this might seem wrong, but. I was like, what? No. (laughs) While I can't say that it was a better movie than Thor, Thor was, by all rights, a better movie. I still enjoyed Green Lantern really? more. Really? How what do you mean by enjoy? Just just just, just the fun of okay. it. Okay. Okay. Like the and I think a big part of that is just cuz I like the character better. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I I think it's as simple as that for me. I've always liked Green Lantern. I, I do too. And that's and what, I Thor's think that's always been kind of eh to me. I, so. I think that's what but that with me is the opposite. It's like I hate I like him so much and it hurts to see that they had this huge opportunity and they It does. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you got to mention the other thing about the music? You want? Oh yeah, the music. Was the that was the other time. There was with the no music. Like, Superman. Well, there was. Like there no, was. Well, I didn't even hear that. There's what two instances I think yeah, in the movie absolutely. where I seriously thought Superman's music was going to play. <laughs> yeah, it, it had that very opening, similar like, tones. Yeah, it was almost like that first a little like uh, I don't know like two seconds of Superman's theme played and then it just went into something else. And I'm like, I seriously sitting in the theater going. Was that Superman's music that just started to play? There are I mean, similarities between the music that they had in that and the Christopher Reeve yeah. Superman I think the sc- it shows how bad the score must be because I didn't even notice it. Like I didn't. There was nothing that you know stuck out at me. Yeah. Like remi- not to say that most movies nowadays don't have like the the Batman movies have the Hans Zimmer score, but like these, I, I you know I haven't thought. And the Hans Zimmer score is awesome for the Batman movies. I love the whole new theme and everything, but this one was just no. so. Eh. 
I can't yeah. remember. I saw they made a soundtrack. Like, what score would you want to listen to? What, <laughs> yeah. what is the soundtrack? Who would buy that? The only part I really dug musically and visually and the feel of everything was the last, like, few seconds where Toma Ray's voicing over, like, Hal Jordan's light burn the brightest of all, blah, blah, blah. But again, it still felt too soon. Yeah. Like, he an, did this one even, thing, and they're saying and like, that. It's anticlimactic. I'm like, that's it? That's how they're going to end it? Like, and they're saying that in all of history, how Jordan's the best Green <laughs> he Lantern. Defeated one, he defeated yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it seemed a little much for when it happened. It was still a cool-looking scene, like, no, with no, his no, arms I, down I, and I twisting and everything. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, very classic yeah, Green yeah, Lantern. Yeah. But it was it was not the right time. The mo- for a movie that was an hour and forty five minutes, it flowed. It did. It, oh, it's, I, there was no point where I was bored. No, I wasn't that's like, true. All right, let's get to the point. I think they could have added more to it. The yeah. movie could have gone another fifteen and twenty minutes. That was probably the thing that like was they, hurting the most. Yeah. because they more cut like a lot of the things. origins. Yeah, and you know relationships. what? The, a lot of the movie studios though nowadays though they want it shorter runtime because they could fit more screenings and make more money. Right. Which I think again defeats the purpose. But you know, if people like the movie, there's but they want to condense it all, make it shorter, so yeah. they can get more showings in. And the things, oddly enough, as special effects heavy and everything as this was, all the things that we wanted to see included are the things, things that, that would have been have cheaper. $300 million into that movie, and I can't see, like, I can see where it went, but it's just like... Right, really? like the scenes with his dad and everything, yeah. those and those flashbacks would have been have cost, so much cheaper cost, to make. anything. $300 million. Can you believe if that? somebody gave, said to you, I'll give you $300 million to go make a superhero movie. And they made that... That's like unlimited. the Berserker would be on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that uh, seems to me like uh, just an unlimited amount of money. It, like, how it, can you run out of three hundred million dollars? But you could just do so much with it. Yeah, and not have uh, they could have cut back on the special effects. Well, I think a lot of it was so just the development, too. like yeah. having a CGI suit and everything. That's kind of new. Yeah. So when you're developing anything brand new like that, it becomes expensive because you have the research and the development piece too, they not sure, just the final. They should sure learn their lesson. I mean, was the Superman Returns was that that budget was like two hundred million and they yeah. made nothing back. So yeah, wow. so. Warner Brothers stumbled again. Yeah, big yeah. fail. Maybe maybe the movies just aren't their thing. Maybe not. So well, far, except Batman. Aside from, <laughs> Batman. Batman. Aside from Batman, and I, I don't. I still don't have any. Like I have hope for Superman, but I just don't know yet. I don't know. We'll see. Especially with the whole DC reboot and everything. Who knows what direction they're going to go yeah, in. I don't know. So Batman, and, and when Nolan leaves, then then they're in trouble. We're going to run into the same problem they had possibly last time. You had good. the first two Batman yep. movies, which had that dark feel. And then, switched and to then they switched out, and that's what they And then do. all of a sudden you got Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Mr. Freeze, and, and Uma Thurman. As well, there is supposed like, to be a clear, hell? like it, it, Nolan intended it as a trilogy, so it's supposed to be a clear wrap-up. Yeah, but that's the problem. Is and what are they going to do next? Right, you know, they'll have to reboot him again, again. No, no more rebooting. Uh, yeah, how many times can we see his freaking his parents died? We know. <laughs> if, they, if Batman's the only thing that's on, it's all they it, have. It's sad. They'll it's have like, to. And Marvel said that's the only character they've. They, if they wish they had one character, it would be Batman of DC. Yeah. And other than that, they don't care. I want to see some Marvel DC crossovers. Maybe uh, Marvel will do Green Lantern right. <laughs> Throw him into the Avengers universe and see what happens. So. <laughs> Any other final thoughts on Lantern before we get out? Uh, rent it. If you haven't seen it yet, yeah, I'd say just I, I, wait. I, I well, see, I think it it's worth out. watching on the big screen nah. just for the effects. I don't think so. No? I <laughs> I, I'd say if you haven't seen it by now, you're not going to... The bad word of mouth getting around, I don't think people are going to go see it anymore. Did you bother seeing it in 3D at all? Yes, I did see did it in you? 3D. Any reason I to? actually thought the 3D was better in this than it was in Thor. I saw Thor in 3D, and I don't like 3D. And the reason being that it was primarily CGI, yeah. I think. I think it looked better. Again, nothing going out of your way to see it, but it looked better. Yeah. It, it looked I didn't bother. I saw it twice in both 2D. Yeah. I didn't bother. I wish I'd seen it. The problem is no theaters near me are playing it in 2D, and it sucks. 
Yeah. It's like, oh. They obviously want to make double the money. It's like, whatever. Yeah. Were there any figure. points in the film where you said, oh, I'm glad I watched it in 3D? Because I, when I watched it, I said, I, I was looking like, oh, would that have looked cool in 3D? The beginning, but I didn't remember, notice remember the ring in the very, very beginning? Is, yeah. That was cool because it was coming right at you. Yeah. That's cool. That was cool. And I can see um, when Hector's taking yeah. it off his hand and pulling it. Yeah, that, some stuff so. like that. But other than that, I mean, you didn't miss much. So, yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, definitely wait till. If you have a 3D TV, wait till it comes on Blu-ray 3D or whatever. All right, right. <laughs> whatever. So, For all those people that have 3D TVs. Yeah, all two yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, as we're wrapping up the episode then, uh, final thought or something you would like to plug, Brian, first. Um, I should have a new episode of Graphically Speaking coming up this week, Ed. You can follow it on Twitter at Graphic Speaking. Excellent. Mike? Uh, if you want to follow my wrestling career... <laughs> check out what i look like in the ring you can look at uh, facebook.com slash the monster Cenobite. excellent all right well then as always i ask people to share the show on facebook and twitter and get the word out uh find your geeky friends send it to them have them listen if you want to visit the site it is thegeekgeneration.com. you can subscribe in itunes with a button on the sidebar while you're there please rate the show and write a review writing a review really gets us noticed in the itunes store so if you do that that does help us out a ton um, if you want to make a donation, there is a button on the side to send us money. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you would like us to discuss, you can send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on Twitter or with the new voicemail, 508-316-9787. If you'd like to submit an article to the site or an audio file to this show, you can send those to guest at thegeekgeneration.com. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I'm at the Night Angel, as you heard Chris Hardwick say. And Brian's at Xander Harris. Mike is still not on Twitter, although maybe I'll get him on there eventually. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you. Yeah, we'll see about that. Um, as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site is also on our site. Wrapping up uh, much longer than we expected, episode 42, but a very good episode 42, I thought. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, I think, with a news episode first, and then uh, back to another more chatty type episode the week following. So we will see you guys next week. Later.